0: You're listening to Kyle
1: Warren. Well, earlier today, Attorney General Barr came out to say that to date, the Department of Justice hasn't seen any evidence of widespread voter fraud that would overturn the election. President Trump's attorney, Jenna Ellis, shot right back that they're not aware that the Justice Department has even looked at all of the information and evidence that they have compiled in several different states. So it seems like, folks, whatever chance President Trump has seems to be dwindling away very, very quickly because here we are, December 1st, the electors are to meet December 14th. Stay with us, folks. All right. Welcome, everyone around the globe and across the net. Kyle Warren with you, and a great pleasure uh, to be with you here on this Tuesday edition of the program, Tuesday, December the 1st, 2020. I hope everybody out there had a great uh, Thanksgiving. Um, And uh, here we are, folks, uh, start of a brand new month. Uh, November's behind us now. Uh, the november election continues on it would seem with these different disputes but despite all of the things that we're hearing about for example in the uh, in the state of arizona yesterday there was a hearing before uh representatives of the state legislature there and it's my understanding that they did ultimately call for a resolution about the electoral votes in arizona um, after hearing literally hours and hours of test testimony uh with rudy giuliani bringing up witnesses talking about the things that they observed also uh technical aspects of these voting machines all these different things connected to the internet the ability to switch the votes um and all of the other shenanigans that we're hearing about in firsthand reports um it's it's very very compelling stuff but however however unless there is a judge that is going to hear these things or if the legislature creates such a major stink as to uh uh, as to uh take control of this process uh things are looking pretty bad uh for president trump um in the midst of this ongoing election uh, dispute so november's behind us december is here and uh, folks it's going to be i think a roller coaster ride, to say the least, as uh, we now plunge headlong towards the holidays and also towards a brand new year. And once again, welcome to the program, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. A great pleasure to be with you today. Don't forget, I'll be a guest later on this evening on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program. All that happens at 11 05 p.m. Pacific, 2 05 a.m. Eastern Time. Simply go to KyleWarrenShow.com. That's KyleWarrenShow.com. There you you can find links to listen live to am860 the answer that's captain matt bruce's flagship station there in tampa florida with the program going out along the salem media group of stations also along the gcn network as well the captain and i will have a complete wrap-up of all of the day's political events all of the different news and uh, you don't want to miss it also folks you can follow me on parlor at kyle warren show uh so okay so let's get into this we're going to start with the bar uh statement uh, earlier today and then we've got a soundbite that's absolutely bizarre uh so you'll hear this here in a minute it has to do with the deployment of the uh vaccines uh it actually comes from msnbc's joy Reid. it's a bizarre statement but uh you're going to hear it for, your, for yourself um okay let's see here so this from the ap attorney general william barr said tuesday The Justice Department has not uncovered evidence of widespread voter fraud that would change the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. His comments come despite President Donald Trump's repeated claims that the election was stolen and that his refusal to concede and and his refusal to concede is lost to President-elect Joe Biden. In an interview with the Associated Press, Barr said the U.S. attorneys and FBI agents have been working to follow up specific complaints and information they've received, but they've uncovered no evidence that would change the outcome of the election. To date, we have not seen fraud on a scale that could have affected a different outcome in the election. Now, that's an interesting statement, by the way. Uh, Number one, they evidently are encountering fraud, um, and uh, number two, it may not just, from what they can tell so far, it may not be enough to overturn the election. That's what I'm reading um, in this statement here. Um, the article continues the comments are especially direct, coming from Barr, who has been one of the president's most ardent allies. Before the election, he had repeatedly raised the notion that mail in voter fraud could be especially vulnerable. Uh, to fraud during the coronavirus pandemic as americans feared going to polls and instead chose to vote by mail now by the way some of these stories that we were hearing yesterday in arizona at the hearing the evidentiary hearing with the uh, state legislature um, was very very powerful uh, very compelling stuff and if true and again, this person evidently who was t- telling the story um, was essentially filing an affidavit or you know, had sworn out an affidavit, rather. So they're actually saying these things under penalty of perjury. They're not under oath in the traditional sense of a courtroom. That would come later, of course, but to hear stories of how ballots were being opened up, and then they were damaged in some way from the impression i got from the from the story was that the the ballots would be opened up, but they were damaged in a way uh, as as they were being opened up. In other words, they were opened up and they were folded a certain way or, or otherwise altered that would make them so they could not uh, go through the machines properly. So they would be placed onto a table marked duplicates, and that didn't mean they were duplicate ballots, but that because they were um, uh, damaged and couldn't go through the machines, they would have to be duplicated so the lady telling the story as a poll watcher says that again now the uh, the ballots would be taken into a different room she didn't know what happened to them after that and so presumably you know that in and of itself is is uh, uh, very very concerning on top of the fact that you have other um other uh, actors in all this uh finding out about absentee ballots that were requested uh that people never really requested but somehow got requested in their name and then they went to go vote and i'm sorry but you've already voted uh, i mean these kinds of things seem to be pretty systematic um and um, and certainly if you would were to do an audit of of the election of the ballots you might find that there would be thousands upon thousands of ballots that were not going to be legitimate and if they're not legitimate they can't be counted if they can't be counted it stands to reason that those margins that joe biden has even after all of the recounts and they're just recounting the same votes they counted before um that uh, that would erase his leads presumably uh giving donald trump uh those particular states uh but again until you can get to a judge who sees this evidence and who wants to act on it um it's going to be a moot point it's just it's just the way that it's going to be uh this is uh, again uh you know i and i keep thinking that if it was the other way around if it was joe biden who was trying to show that donald trump stole the election every single day his allies in the media would be uh doing this drumbeat every single day all day long it would literally paralyze the country because we'd be being told that our democracy is under attack the will of the people is being subverted etc etc but there really isn't a peep out of really even the media um or or the biden uh the biden camp so again and i think the american people and i said this on the captain matt's program last night the Captain's America. Um, You know, the American people can handle the truth, despite what was said in the movie right? many, many, many years ago. uh, We can handle the truth. If Joe Biden won the election, so be it. But the American people rely on the truth. We're supposed to know the truth. We're supposed to be open and transparent. If we're not, it is only going to create more animosity. It's only going to make sure that our country can't move forward, and that will be a very bad thing. But I think that the Democrat Party elite actually do know this. They understand it, and I think that they believe that it somehow plays to their advantage, to have many, many millions of people see the election as illegitimate. And that's not a good thing. Stay right there. You're
0: listening to Kyle Warren.
2: Bulbs just as bright that use much less energy.
0: So, we'll save money.
2: Yes, and we can use that money to increase my allowance.
0: Right. (laughs) Wise guy.
2: Worth a try. So, you got that? Got it. No tulips, no watts, 800 lumens, and more savings. He got it.
0: Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energiesavers.gov. That's EnergySavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy.
1: After a long, hard day in the rough and tumble world of politics, open a tall, cool Kyle Warren show. Ah, that crisp, refreshing taste, that smooth style, that effervescing attitude, and without all that other stuff that can well bog you down. Helping to put back what the daily media assault takes away, listen to The Kyle Warren Show weekdays right here on this station and visit the website at kylewarrenshow.com
0: I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook. Class is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren.
1: Yes, it is. And welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Thank you for joining me here on this lovely Tuesday. And here in Southern California, it has been a pretty nice day, but we're supposed to get the winds coming back. But I don't know. It's... It's a small, small thing compared to a lot of the weather we're seeing around the rest of the country, freezing really throughout the south and so forth. Up in Montana, very, very cold, so, I think we consider ourselves lucky here in Southern California. Folks, we keep going up and up and up, just like the music is doing right there, for one reason and one reason only, and that is you, the listener. Thank you so much for sharing the program on your social media, for subscribing to the program. And if you're new here and if you like what we do, uh, we do ask that you consider subscribing to the show. You can go to KyleWarrenShow.com. You can click on the subscribe button. There are different options there. Uh, Welcome to everybody listening on a Google podcasts welcome to everybody listening on Apple podcast everybody listening on Spotify uh, podcast Republic and others uh, really really do appreciate it and uh, welcome aboard to the uh, to the program and uh, so once again you can also follow me on parlor we're on parlor now and the handle is at Kyle Warren show and uh, we encourage you to uh, find me there today you can also find me on Facebook and friend me on on facebook simply go to kyle warren show.com that's kyle warren show.com uh and you'll find links uh for those things uh right there um okay so now uh, mitch mcconnell evidently is um essentially shooting down um a um the idea of having a bipartisan uh coronavirus relief proposal i think we have some audio on that let's listen in uh to uh, senate majority leader mitch mcconnell
2: you alluded to the bipartisan uh, framework that came out today have you had a chance to look at that and since you're talking about the importance of the president signing something the house would have to pass something too so why wouldn't a bipartisan proposal that could potentially also pass in that body be a better way to go yeah We just don't have time to waste time. We have a couple of weeks left here. Obviously, it does require bipartisan support to get out of the Congress, but it requires a presidential signature. And this government is in place for sure for the next month. And I think the place to start is, are we actually making a law or are we just making a point? And I think the way you make a law for sure is you know you've got a presidential signature. So we'll see how it goes forward. I think the one thing we all agree on, as I said, waiting till next year is not an answer. We need a targeted relief bill, including things that we can agree on
1: very interesting so there's uh mitch mcconnell senate majority leader um and of course yeah there has to be something there that everybody that we know is going to actually pass um otherwise i think you're giving false hope uh to so many of the people out there sorry folks had to hit the cough button uh but you you're giving false hope to a lot of the people out there um and right now it's crucial and uh, I sure do hope that they can get something together, um, only because uh, from what we're seeing here, especially even in California, with the uh, with the new lockdowns going on in L.A. County, uh, lockdowns are likely coming. We don't know for sure yet, but they're likely coming. To orange county uh, as so many people in the state of california for example are living under what they call the purple tier now as i mentioned last night on the captain's program the governor has come up with a new term that's called the deep purple tier i kid you not the deep purple tier um where uh, they'd have more uh, more stay-at-home orders or ridiculous uh, more blanket stay-at-home orders so what's going to happen to these um uh, small business people what's going to happen to the uh in la county other parts of california if they have to stay home as they already are in uh, la county city of los angeles well if they don't have a stimulus package they are going to go out of business i think it's just that simple uh, i just don't know how much longer these kinds of businesses can hold on sorry had to hit the cough button again little uh, tickle there um but uh so what's you know how long can people can they go um with these mandated shutdowns it it just seems to be so difficult and so hard um especially when they are willing uh to do literally whatever it takes in order to be safe social distancing requiring of masks having people sanitize their hands i mean anything you name it these retailers small business people restaurateurs are really willing to do that but unfortunately when you have someone uh, on the mountain high and far away uh, issuing these kinds of of orders. In fact, didn't it come out the other day about well the uh, the L.A. County um, health people and so forth? Where well, they really couldn't show where dining outside of a restaurant is somehow dangerous for a coronavirus Uh, but they just don't want people getting together anyway basically and that's pretty weak i mean that's just really not something you can tell people especially at a time of year where they perhaps are making a lot of uh, or would be making a lot of their profit for the year where they'd have you know a very very good uh month uh with reservations or other kinds of things or you know that kind of stuff and it just it after a while it becomes so unfair um yes it's a pandemic yes it's a a public health uh, issue but again if if there are no safety measures literally i mean i guess this is what they're telling us there are no safety measures that can be taken in all of this that are reasonable and that have any kind of effect Uh, you know I don't know what to think uh, after that Um, but the shutting down of everything uh, doesn't seem to be uh, working it hasn't worked Uh, so what's what's the alternative here Uh, but also getting back to the stimulus package if you don't have a stimulus package anyway so many people are going to lose their livelihood they're going to have to lay off people they're going to close their doors all these different things that are just if you would have thought about this this time last year Um, it would have been absolutely unbelievable just unbelievable well speaking of unbelievable let's listen here to briefly to a clip this is from joy reed uh, from msnbc talking to one of her guests about the vaccine let's listen in don't worry about the virus i'm going to be honest with you i'm not about, about the 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 um the you know the vaccine you were part of the the moderna um, trial and it looks like moderna might be the one that has the highest success rate so far but number one i worry that it will that just hearing that a vaccine is coming will make people even more lax so they'll say you know what i'm going to do what i want because a vaccine is coming that's one piece and then the other piece is when it comes particularly in our community black people they might be like i don't trust Science, the, the science—I mean, we, you know, Tuskegee experiments, et cetera. There's just not a lot of trust, and it was developed during the Trump era. I'm worried about both. Are
0: you worried about those two things?
1: Yes, I, I, I'm very concerned about that. I've been talking about this in community, and I've been very clear to say: too often, science has been a tool of white supremacy. Okay, we're going to stop it right there. Unfortunately, I—I I, 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 there there are historical issues, no doubt, that we could talk about um but i just i can't for the life of me wrap my head around the idea that somehow uh it's okay to uh, try to scare people somehow uh in the african-american community that taking the vaccine that is being developed for americans in order to try to put an end to the pandemic is somehow a tool of white supremacy or an extension of such or a targeting of black people this is absolutely just wrongheaded. It's it's you know I, I I I think it's maybe it's being said, and I'm just speculating here. Maybe it's being said in order to try to inflame the situation even further, uh, to make hay out of something, uh, to try to create a controversy and a problem where none really exist. Uh, that that could very very well be. Uh, but just this seems to me again to be such a wrong-headed idea um in terms of what we're facing currently in 2020 uh not something from a historical context or any of these kinds of things i think to sow these kinds of seeds of of um, of mistrust and fear um, in the face of getting people a vaccine that will truly help uh from what we can tell uh restore some normalcy to our society so that people can continue to make a living and continue to live their lives uh, i just think is irresponsible uh, in the extreme uh very very sad very very sad kind of a thing i can't imagine uh, going down that road and again we can talk about historical issues and and things like that and we learn from these things and we discuss them openly but in this particular case because it was developed in the trump era you got to be kidding me this it, honestly how many times do we have to say trump was not in the basement of the white house or in the white house kitchen um uh, concocting something with a chemistry set for goodness sakes i mean there are studies that have to be done and they're very professional um, uh, developers and so forth you know trump is the one that cleared the way for them to do it he's the one that plowed the road in order for them to be able to to get from a to b at warp speed something that wouldn't take five six seven ten years or something it was done in a matter of months but again because it's all about hating trump it's all about making sure and everything ties back to trump this is the weirdest thing i've ever seen in my entire life everything tracks back to trump even a, a vaccine developed by reputable pharmaceutical companies it's got to be suspect because it was done during the trump era so you got to be kidding me we'll have more to say on this plus much much more on the other side of the break another great soundbite on its way folks don't go anywhere stay tuned as uh, we continue through this tuesday edition of the program you're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. A short time out, then back with more. So stay right there. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. Stay tuned for The Edwards Notebook right here on The Kyle Warren Show.
0: Despite the threat against our way of life, be it the biased leftist media, the government school system, lying creatures, etc., a new day of greatness shall soon dawn here in America. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, the leftists have been trying to destroy our beloved republic ever since the Founding Fathers signed the Declaration of Independence. They understood that we the people were destined by God Almighty to be free and to enjoy the benefits of liberty. For God gave us brains to make decisions and get things done without the egotistical control freaks trying to control us from cradle to grave. I foresee an outbreak of true Morality throughout the land as more and more of our fellow countrymen and women realize that in order to be truly free, we must be influenced by and put into practice the high moral standards which long ago came from God Almighty. Just know that America's enemies around the world and domestically strutting their stuff will soon collapse in utter defeat and big-time disappointment as America will truly be great again. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri County Liberty Coalition. You're listening to Kyle Warren.
1: All right. Welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as uh, we continue racing through and rocketing through this Tuesday edition of the program. Glad to be with you, of course. Don't forget, I'll be a guest later on this evening on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program with host Captain Matt Bruce, with the program going out along the Salem Media Group of stations and along the GCN network all over the United States the fastest growing overnight radio program in america the captain's america and i hope that you can join me with captain matt bruce later on this evening i hope to see you there and thank you once again for listening to this program today as uh, we're uh, plowing through some of these different uh, uh, happenings and uh, stories uh there's just again a lot a lot of things uh going on let's listen in here i think we've got this clip uh this is uh Newt Gingrich on sean hannity's program about the election coming up of course in um in georgia uh all eyes are on georgia that's an understatement of course uh georgia is going to be the firewall here or the link to the firewall uh that we absolutely positively need against a what it is shaping up to be of course a very scary kind of biden administration no doubt about that um because again all these different things that joe biden's going to want to do even on day one um are going to be extremely extremely dangerous um i think uh not the least of which is going to be what's happening in the Middle East, what can happen in the Middle East. The Middle East can become inflamed literally overnight as a result of showing weakness to Iran and showing our allies and those in the Middle East, especially our strongest ally, um, Israel, but showing those other countries that have recently made peace uh, with Israel uh, in the sense of having these great agreements and so forth with Israel um in a in a very grand attempt to isolate iran further and further to make sure that the region doesn't explode basically and so if if an incoming biden administration signals that hey everything's going to be a-okay for the return to the iran nuclear deal um I think it's going to throw everything into a tailspin. Israel certainly is going to feel extremely threatened and they may do something um very very big. Now of course there's already something brewing because they recently took out Iran's top nuclear scientist and now Iran likely is going to have some kind of major retaliation against uh against Israel. Now what is a President Biden going to do about that? I, I i think it's going to be precious little uh I, I, to be sure and i, I it's, again very scary so everything is hinging on georgia right now and in georgia the uh one of the the, the biggest power player there is obviously is Stacey abrams who quote-unquote won the governorship and never conceded by the way i think this is really interesting she never actually conceded the election but yet she's hailed as some kind of a defiant hero Uh, President Trump, while exercising his legal rights in this, and this is also, I think, folks, what is so at the heart of the matter. No matter what, no matter, no, no matter, even if, even if Joe Biden really got 80 million votes, right? If he let's just say, just for the sake of argument, he really got 80 million votes, and it's all good, there was no fraud, and it's the most secure election in the history of the universe whatever but the fact that an american citizen namely donald trump the president is vilified uh ignored because he is asserting his legal rights that my friends is something that should be incredibly incredibly concerning to everyone now what's happening in the media uh you know again they just want to let's just move on it's all fine nothing to see here but if we diminish the ability and we we make fun of it and we vilify it and we do everything in our power to stop it to stop one person asserting their legal rights then my friends it diminishes the rights of all of us it diminishes the standing of every single american citizen who can be bowled over by literally a mob uh and uh, so again you know we ought to be celebrating the fact that we have constitutional processes in this country that's what separates us by the way if some of these state legislatures take back the process because they have found evidence of massive voter fraud which swung the election a certain way if they take things back then that is the constitutional process we should be so thankful that we live in a republic that has the rule of law. Otherwise, the alternative is whatever the TV people tell you. The alternative is whatever the tyranny of the majority tells you. The alternative is chaos. The alternative is things that would, we would read about in history books and say, oh, those poor countries, look what they did and they didn't have our kind of system if they did they'd be much more uh, transparent and free but here we go folks here's what it really looks like then and so again we just people need to be able to assert their rights all the way to the supreme court of the united states when the supreme court of the united states makes a decision that's the decision that's the essence the definition of having a rule of law because if the supreme court makes a decision you don't like well that's the decision but you know because the alternative then is some kind of of ongoing conflict and and clashing and violence and that's not what our society is based on but yet you have people on the left who are more than happy i think to try to rev that kind of stuff up and try to push for those kinds of things to happen so they can see you see look look see we really got to crack down now because look what's happening out in the streets this kind of thing and unless of course it's a uh, protest to burn down the walmart and all which case that's all fine evidently or if it's a biden celebration we don't worry about COVID 19 but if you're going to go to church or have thanksgiving this is COVID nineteen time, right? And in fact, didn't uh, Doctor Burks? I just have a, the quote here. I don't have the um, the uh, the audio. Evidently, Doctor Burks is basically saying, just paraphrasing here: any Americans who gather together for Thanksgiving should assume that they're infected and go get tested. You know, it's that kind of thing. But if you were part of the Biden celebration, I guess, and I've, I don't think she's spoken to this specifically. But where's where's the government on this? Where's the CDC? Where where are the opinion leaders on this? If you were out in the streets, shoulder to shoulder, celebrating the big Biden victory, you should go get tested. Haven't heard a peep about that. Right. We don't hear anything about that. All right. Well, let's hear from Newt Gingrich here uh, briefly on the Sean Hannity program regarding Stacey Abrams. Let's listen in.
2: Well, this election is important, but I don't see any changes being made, um, like, for example, on signature verification. Why is Georgia, why is the governor and secretary of state not calling the legislature back? Look, I, I think you have to give Stacey Abram a lot of credit. Uh, she dominates Governor Kemp. Uh, she dominates Secretary of State Raffensperger. Uh, in effect, they are subsidiaries of Stacey Abrams. Uh, they're doing things that are outrageous and illegal. Uh, and uh, it's clear the governor should be asking the state election board Uh, to uh, bring Abrams in under oath and find out some of her claims, because some of her claims would imply uh, vote gathering, which is illegal in Georgia. Uh, At the same time, the Secretary of State has actually reestablished boxes where you can drop off ballots whose only purpose is vote harvesting, which is illegal in Georgia. Uh, They have not changed the rules on absentee voting, which makes it impossible to find out whether or not Uh, the right, the person voted who said they were voting, whether or not their signatures match. Uh, It's truly been, to me as a Republican, astounding to have a Republican governor and a Republican secretary of state uh, do such an extraordinary bad job. On the other hand, when you watch uh, San Francisco John Ossoff, and you realize that he and Warnick have raised 80 percent of their money outside of Georgia, that their first fundraiser after in the runoff was in a San Francisco restaurant. Uh, and you look at how truly radical they are. I actually think in the end, uh, Stacey will not be able to steal enough votes. I think that in the end, uh, the Republicans will turn out. I think that the swing voters are going to look at how radical Warnock and Ossoff would be. And they're going to think about giving Biden control of the Senate.
1: Very, very powerful stuff. Yes, uh, I think they will. I think they will be looking at this very, very carefully because honestly, and this isn't an understatement, folks, we're talking about all the marbles. Not some of the marbles. This one is for all of them. This is Chicago-style hot dog here. I'm not feeling too good. Turns out, along with all the other bad things my cholesterol does, they say it's a risk factor for strokes. Strokes? Sheesh. Good news from National Stroke Association. Exercising, eating right and asking your doctor about medicines that can help lower your cholesterol like statins may reduce the risk of a first stroke and if you've already had a stroke it's even more important you lower your cholesterol lower your
0: chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol visit stroke.org today Hey, John, I just heard you got a new computer. Congratulations. Thanks. It's the coolest thing. What'll you do with your old computer? I don't know. I guess I'll just throw it away. Well, my company just bought new computers, and we decided to donate the old PCs to a place that gives them to local schools. You could do something like that. Seriously, who would want a three-year-old computer? Hey, it might be great for someone else. Computers can be
2: refurbished and reused instead of ending up in the trash. By passing it on, you can help the community and the environment. If you're replacing your company's IT equipment or you're finished using your personal computer, pass it on to a local organization that accepts computers. To learn more, log on to epa.gov slash pass it on. This message was brought to you by EPA, Dell, Intel, HP, NEC, Philips, and this radio station on behalf of EPA's Plug Into E-Cycling Partnership. EPA does not endorse any commercial services or products of these groups. For information on all partners, log on to epa.gov/plugin. In sports, five games were featured in hockey action last
0: night. Every year, millions of people rely on portable generators when they lose access to electricity. But some of them don't understand that a portable generator's carbon monoxide emissions can kill if their generators are used indoors. So we're here to clear the air. Always take your generator outside, away from windows and doors. When you take it outside, you distance yourself from the dangers of carbon monoxide. For more safety tips, visit TakeYourGeneratorOutside.com. Have you saved a life today? We organize a blood
2: drive at our school. My blood type is O. They really need that. Have you saved a life today? I have cancer, but I make sure all my friends know how important it is to give blood. My
1: blood helps heart patients or accident
2: victims have you
0: saved a life
2: today no
0: but today someone's blood saved my son the american red cross call 1-800 give life
1: hi folks this is kyle warren i'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program go to kyle click on send kyle a message or send it to my facebook page facebook.com slash kyle warren show
0: I'm Ron Edwards, host of The Edwards Notebook, and you're being schooled by Kyle Warren, the professor of politics.
1: Yes, thank you very much, Mr. Ron Edwards, for that great liner. And we have so much more to tell you about on the program today. We are on Parlor, of course. That's at Kyle Warren's show, so... If you haven't yet made it over to Parlor, be sure to do that. You can uh, follow me. You can also. There's a lot of other great people there as well, and uh, we invite you to come on over to Parlor. And so much more to talk about here today on the uh, program as we continue Tuesday edition, folks. And uh, Tuesday edition is flying by, no doubt about it. Uh, let's take a look here. Let's see, uh, CBC. This is from Newsmax. Uh, An advisory committee meeting at the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention voted Tuesday... To re re-com- to recomment uh, healthcare staff uh, and long term facility residents um, uh, get to get the first doses of the COVID nineteen vaccine. CNN reported. Uh, most state and local jurisdictions expect to be able to vaccinate their healthcare workers within three weeks of receiving the first dose of COVID nineteen vaccine. An official from CDC said Tuesday during the advisory committee meeting. Uh, Nancy Messinier, um, director of the CDC's National Center for Immu- Immunization and Respiratory Diseases, spoke during a meeting of the CDC's Advisory Committee on, Immun- on Immunization Practices to discuss which groups should receive COVID 19 vaccines once they are available. Uh, a CDC presentation released at the meeting showed that the agency expects around 40 million that's four zero million COVID-19 vaccine doses will be available by the end of December with shipments of 5 million to 10 million doses being made per week once the vaccine is authorized by regulators very very interesting stuff Um, so again um, we're hoping that this begins to take effect uh, obviously uh, if it's something that's really going to be efficacious if it's going to be helpful for people uh, then I think you're going to have a lot of people absolutely uh, lining up uh, on this thing uh, to get it but of course those very important first responders also the elderly uh, people in nursing homes and so forth the, the very vulnerable uh, will be getting this first I think everybody uh, would agree uh, that that's a, that's a good idea. <clears throat> um, but this from Fox News, a Biden pick near a tendon repudiated Michelle Obama catchphrase, said going high doesn't well, it starts with an F, ends with an ing, work. I'll let you fill in the rest. Now you remember, remember uh uh Michelle Obama when they go low, we go high. When they go low, where do we go? We're high, you know, that kind of thing. Okay well guess what neera tanden didn't get that memo uh, evidently <laughs> because she said uh going high doesn't blankety blank work okay uh tanden the chief executive for the center for american progress and a prolific twitter user has deleted more than a thousand of her tweets according to the new york post including many that were sharply critical of the same republican senators she may need to vote for her confirmation the tweet disavowing the michelle obama quote is among the tweets that are no longer available on her timeline but it was saved in the internet archive Wayback machine now she's the nominee to head uh the for by joe biden uh to head the office of management and budget now you know um so what's what you're going to hear about this is well president trump has all these mean tweets and now republicans are finally getting upset about someone who did mean tweets well i i think that basically you know the 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 basic thrust and i you know i'm i haven't defended every single one of the president's tweets and so forth however however that being said president trump typically was trying to go after uh and expose uh in in many ways uh either hypocrisy or these kinds of things in order to make a point right but what's happening by these kinds of tweets from 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 the ilk of near a um and the the whole idea is destruction see what's happening what happens from the far left the radical far left the true believer far left is this notion of of destruction it's the politics of destruction remember and, and how about this aoc's enemies list while biden calls for unity you know uh generally speaking um aoc is over here talking about an enemies list and so again the notion of total destruction of their opposition is completely evident the idea that not only do you have an enemies list but you want to make sure that anybody who worked in a trump administration capacity supported the president that could be presumably you right that could be you somebody finds out oh you know um steve uh you know he supported president trump in fact he told me he voted for trump or you know steve had a uh, well he had a trump sign in his front yard Uh, he had a trump uh he he had a he had a make america great hat on i saw him with it you know oh well we need to fire steve you know or we need not to hire steve or we need to make steve's life miserable and on and on it would go See, that's totally justified in their minds because they do live in a reality that says Trump is a Nazi. Uh, Anybody who voted for Trump, they've also got to be Nazis. Uh, So it's okay to go after Nazis because we're doing the right thing going after Nazis because Trump's a Nazi and anybody who voted for him or supported him or ever said anything good about Donald Trump must be a Nazi. Uh, I mean, I'm oversimplifying it to some degree, but not really that much okay not really that much this notion that it's just okay to go after people literally to the point of depriving them of the ability to make a living um is is completely wrong Um, but yet it fits very nicely into this idea that the left the, the radical left is not there to have any voice at the table this is why and we had a great call the other night uh from mike on the um on the pro on the on the captains america regarding the um the idea of uh, of uh, you know whether or not the biden uh, picks are going to create you know these kinds of issues um and uh, and uh, tension and consternation within a, a biden administration of the so-called progressive left bernie sanders aoc and i answered it this way i said well guess what i mean he could he could embrace them or he could do what he's kind of doing right now um and sort of infuriating them uh because because and i think they know uh even because uh, it's just a political reality i think they understand that the uh, the progressives they aren't going to change their mission their mission doesn't change just because biden gets in and becomes president um they're, they're not looking for a seat at the table they don't want a cabinet position you know okay you're now the secretary of health and human services or, okay now you're in charge of hud or you're in charge of this and so be happy with that position now because we have some quote-unquote progressives in our cabinet that that's not what they're looking for they're not looking for a voice they're looking to dominate whether they dominate in uh with against uh if trump is president or they dominate if biden's president in other words they're not going to not go primary a bunch of other so-called moderate democrats their mission continues they're looking towards they're going to get more people in the house if they can try to do that look what happened this time but they're going to try and get more people in the house more people in the senate they want to take over uh in a very very real sense And uh, so, again, um, it just doesn't uh, uh, it doesn't matter if you placate them or not. And I'm not saying go placate them. I'm simply saying that um, it's 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 a bigger problem than any of the mainstream media is uh, is even beginning to let on. Um, So, again, Michelle Obama coined the phrase during the 2016 presidential campaign in response to then presidential candidate Donald Trump's personal insults against Hillary Clinton the media and many others the resurfacing of the tandon tweet also comes as biden who would be tandon's boss if she's confirmed by the senate well lots of luck on that one has been pushing for unity in the wake of his electoral win i pledge to be a president who doesn't seek to divide but unify biden said etc etc uh Tandon has been the most controversial of biden picks so far drawing criticism from the right and even some of the more progressive wing of the democrat party Tandon has also drawn scrutiny for once allegedly punching a journalist after he asked a tough question to clinton during an interview according to the new york times she said she pushed the reporter and did not slug him uh the biden uh, presidential transition organization did not immediately respond to request for comment other democrats however have lauded tanden as a good choice for the incoming biden administration these include well you guessed it senator elizabeth warren senator barbara lee and former Gen- uh, georgia gubernatorial candidate stacy abrams i thought she was the uh, the governor of uh, georgia um you know it's interesting because if she really thought she was the governor of georgia don't you think she would have set up a shadow georgia government or so i don't know uh but again she was lauded she was again she was hailed as a defiant hero to stand up because she really did win that election and in this case you know um president trump looks like he did pretty well um if uh, half of these stories are true but again we have to has to go before a judge we have to see it we have to know and we have to see exactly what uh sydney powell has and so forth i think a lot of people are very very excited to see if what she really has there um and and uh in a courtroom type setting uh because if true it would be a a massive massive thing but again we're waiting to see and um uh, time is running out there's no doubt about it um so again again so we're gonna wait and see but i I gotta tell you this though um someone asserting their rights as i was talking about earlier today should be celebrated in fact joe biden ought to be out there saying guess what i want to know the truth too but unfortunately you know they think that they've won this thing why would they want to know the truth it's It's really kind of sad. It's a terrible, terrible commentary. Folks, thanks for listening to the program today. We will see you on the radio tonight and right back here tomorrow.
0: You're listening to Kyle Warren.
1: Take care out there.